Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1045, air date March 8th, 2022. Dialing in from the East Coast, well, he holds four, four degrees from MIT, I should share that. The inventor of the email and a Fulbright scholar and uh, an individual that got into the elections early on. And Jim and I were connected with him back in November of 2020 and had a couple presentations with him where we were looking at the numbers and these patterns and things like that. And things just didn't add up. And, since then, he's continued, and we've continued to dig into this because, uh, at least from my perspective, there's absolutely something wrong. There's a lot going on. So, anyway, Dr. Shiva, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for dialing in. It's great to be here, Joe. Just have an incredible resume as I've read through it here, and I shared it with our audience too before uh, in the last segment. So, we tried to give you a little bit of a heads up, at least our audience, on what's going on. So, um, do you want to share how you kind of got into? We've got about 15 minutes. How you got into the entire election thing, what you found, and then more recently, what you found in Arizona? Sure. Um, I think the first thing, uh, my background, uh, Joe, is in uh, large scale engineering systems, you know, biological systems, uh, be it, um, you know, different types of uh, systems in uh, mechanical engineering, uh, electrical engineering, uh, even large scale media systems. So, uh, I've been fascinated by this. It's been sort of my life's work since I was a 14 year old kid when I created the first email system back in 1978. So it's, it's not usual for in, an engineer or a scientist to enter, you know, electoral politics. But in uh, 2017, I did to go against uh, Elizabeth Warren, you know, under the uh, campaign slogan, only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. Um, it was very, very, like people liked it a lot, but we were the ones who forced her to take the DNA test. Um, we had a massive ground movement, and that slogan was really exposing the hypocrisy of this woman who is in many ways the real racist. She used race for her own advancement. Um, and then in 2020, we ran as a Republican. Um, uh, in the Republican primary, we had 3,000 volunteers on the ground, 20,000 lawn signs. The word on the street by everyone was Dr. Shiva was going to win that election and that was you know it was and you couldn't get away in matches without seeing the slogan that's why I used them in the third person Dr. Shiva we were billboards massive signs massive support and the word was that I would win by a landslide but on uh, September 1st 2020 when the results came in we win in the all hand counted one of the uh, hand counted counties the main one that counted their votes all by hand uh, Franklin County by um, you know, 10 points and everywhere else, Joe, 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40 to a opponent who no one even heard of, who maybe had one lawn sign up. So that's when it led to my view that there's something seriously wrong in the U.S. electoral system, led to my journey in understanding election systems, led to my realization that in Massachusetts, they deleted illegally the ballot images. Every vote, every paper ballot gets converted into a ballot image, which the electronic AI on the voting systems actually read and analyze and convert to what they what the AI determines as the vote. When it has a problem, it gets adjudicated. So I learned all this about the election systems, as many of your viewers know, between uh, 2020 of September all the way till today. I did a lot of work on analysis of various uh, counties and towns. In fact, 
uh, it was, um, I would say, with all humility, the work I did, and everyone knows in Arizona, that led to the audit. And then I got involved in the Arizona audit, uh, unfortunately, towards the end of it. Um, and uh, the initial work I was contracted to do was to analyze the ballot images. Interesting enough, here are the ballot images again, right, um, in Arizona. And um, it was unfortunate because I was never, uh, even though I was contracted by a, the auditing uh, main contractor, Cyber Ninjas, they had the ballot images in their position, possession, gave us corrupted ballot images. And it was only after a lot of persistence that I finally get them in December after the audit was done. But during the period from September to December, I was contracted directly by the Arizona Senate on a different project to analyze the envelopes, which are where the ballot travels in. In Arizona, nearly 92%, 93% of all the votes were done through mail-in ballots or early voting mail ballots, 93%. Only about seven or 8% was done in person. So we got uh, provided all the envelope images and the first project was to analyze if there was even a signature in a basic analysis in the cover of the envelope. And we detected that, we detected various anomalies and we shared that with the public. Um, and we were attacked, uh, unfortunately, uh, viciously by the election officials. Every time we put something out, they would say, oh, you don't know this, you don't know that. But through that process, we brought out to the public various processes, which most of the public wasn't even aware of. One of those processes was called curing. C-U-R-I-N-G. What is curing? Curing means when an envelope comes in with a ballot inside of it, all of those envelopes, Joe, are scanned into what are called envelope images by an organization called Runback. So in Arizona, nearly 1.9 million ballot envelopes were scanned. And the reason, and they cannot be opened until a very, very important process occurs called signature verification. So a trained novice, a trained volunteer, quote unquote trading staff sits in front of a monitor and they are given on a screen two images, the image of the signature, let's say Joe Hoff's signature on the envelope, and then on the right side, the genuine signature um, that appears on the voter registration files, or let's say from the DMV. And within about four to 30 seconds in this initial review process, that trained staff member has to make a decision. Is this a match or not? Okay? If it is, if it is in fact a match, then the envelope is open and then the vote is counted. If it is not a match in this initial review, it goes up to a expert, quote unquote, expert called the manager, who uh, I believe has more skills, and they do the initial review of anything that they said was not a match. And then if that manager determines it's not a match, then it's sent to curing. In curing, they call the voter up, make sure the person didn't have a medical handicap or they're alive and all those processes. And then it is determined, in fact, uh, if, the, if it's determined after that, they can't get through or they can't verify, then it becomes what is known as a bad signature. So let's look at the numbers in Maricopa as we put out in our report. Out of the 1,911,918 envelope images that came in from those voters, uh, 25,000 was determined not to be a match which is um, 1.3%. And then of those 25,000, 587 were determined to be bad signatures, which is three one hundredths 
of a percent of all the envelopes that came in or 2.3% after curing, okay? So we have been asking um, the county uh, as a part of the one of the uh, statements of work we filed with the Senate to get the envelope, you know, the, the signatures on file because we have the envelope so we could run our process and match them. Well, we never got that. So we went forward, Joe, and we literally went, we're very fortunate in the Maricopa Recorder's office. Um, and people can go to, I think it's called a recorder's office slash Maricopa. People can find it on the internet in Arizona. They have every deed that someone has ever filed. You know, so if you bought a home, there's your deed and your signature at the bottom. So what we did was initial, in the initial pilot study that we filed, uh, that we did about uh, two, three weeks ago, um, we uh, took about 500 samples of the 1.9 million. And again, in sampling theory, that would be considered 95% confidence. And it was basically we wanted to do an initial investigation, as most scientists do. And we found out from that initial investigation about 200,000 votes uh, were counted, and those ballots were never went to curing. Okay. And we shared that findings. But, you know, we could easily be. Uh, attacked by critics saying, hey, you only did 500 out of a sample of 1.9 million. Well, that's still, you know, 95%. So we cranked it up to 2,700 um, samples that we did, which is 99% confidence with a margin of error around 2.5%. And that we released yesterday. And in those findings, yesterday, uh, we also did much more sophisticated analysis where for every uh, envelope image that we had, we hired three trained novices and three trained forensic document examiners. These are people brought into courts, experts. And we did the same process. First, the novices reviewed, you know, the ballots. If they said something was a no match, then it went over to the FDEs, you know, we had their numbers. And we do what's called the joint probability. We came up with 11.29%. 11.29% is about 215,000 uh, ballots, images, or envelopes um, should never have been open until they were sent to curing. So that is about 10 times more than what the county actually cured. Now, the critics could attack us and they could say, hey, well, you didn't have the genuine signature the county did. In fact, when we did that analysis, we actually went and removed, even if six people said, all three uh, train novices and trained uh, experts here said that, hey, all of these are absolutely not matching. Okay. So instead of accepting even that no match, guess what we did, Joe? We eliminated that even from the pool. Okay. Because we said, oh, maybe they were all no matches, not because they were no match, but because maybe the signature that we got from the deeds repository was wrong. So that's a quite a, quite a cons conservative thing we did. And then when we got that 11.9% that was done with uh, you know, reducing the potentiality of error. The bottom line is 10 times 10x uh, curing rate, uh, what should be cured is, is significant. Um, maybe, it's, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we didn't get all the right genuine signatures, but 10x, 215,000 versus 25,000 is significant. So the next move is, you know, obviously we've um, given all the data to the Attorney General of Arizona and to the Senate. And I think the next step that needs to happen is the county, if they want to be, 
you know, they're so confident about their 25,000, which I believe they are, then they should give us access to the signature files that they have and we'll sign whatever non-disclosure agreements and we will rerun, update even ours. And that's where we're at. But um, the curing process was actually set up by the left because they were saying, hey, you know, lot, uh, you know, the mail-in ballots when people sign, um, you know, we're throwing away votes. So the curing process was set up. If something was a potential mismatch, you give the shot. So even by that standard, the bottom line is that even if you accede to that and you say, okay, mail-in ballots are what you want, well, you're not curing enough of them. In this case, our estimate uh, with 99% confidence, two and a half uh, to 2.7 uh, margin of error was 215,000 should have been cured. So that's the net of it, Joe. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it doesn't mean necessarily that there's 200,000 errors in these, but there's 200,000 ballots that should have been checked and worked. Exactly. Right, right. And by the way, I want to mention a couple other things to the listeners. So we know Biden was given the election in Arizona by about 10,000. And we know that um, previously in the in the Senate's presentation where you presented your findings on the envelopes, the analysis of the envelopes that you were able to do some uh, some time ago now, I think you came up with even then that there were 17,000 duplicated Well, yeah, what we found was this is where we where we brought to the uh, forefront the concept of curing. So we found out out of all the envelope images that we got, um, there were 17,133 duplicates uh, from 17,126 uh, voters, okay? So they said, well, you know, you don't know anything about how we process. That's when we found out they have this process called curing, Joe. And what they say was, oh, that's an artifact. Because when we cure, we take, you know, when we find a questionable signature, we then take the original ballot, we copy it, and then we put the verified and approved stamp. Okay, so great. So that led to, well, why don't you tell people that you do all this stuff? You know, why isn't this widely known? Why is this? so that led to us doing this? And and what's interesting, Joe, is in their report, they didn't say the exact number that was cured in January 22. They said up to 25,000. I find that very curious. Why don't you tell us the exact number? Why are you leaving it very vague? Up to 25,000. Yeah, the other thing that grabbed me from this whole analysis was the fact that Runback, who's the printer of the ballot, is the, is the same contractor who they've hired to be this, this firm that receives these ballots and then does the signature verification. And I thought that was kind of a, an odd process. And to me, that I have some concerns with that. The same company that can print out a ballot is going gonna, is gonna to do this adjudication or yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think the, the key takeaway is for people to recognize that from an engineering standpoint, you have, you know, stuff coming at one end of the system and stuff comes out at the other end. You know, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. So if you have X number of people showing up to vote, you should have X number of votes, right? And if there's a difference in that, you should be able to exactly know that. In a very simple way, when we did the ballot image analysis, which is 
separate from the envelopes, we found out that, you know, that there were certain cases where things weren't matching. And that revealed a very important process, which was that artificial intelligence machines are what is counting the votes. And it is what is determining what should go to human adjudication. Now, this is very important for legislators listening to understand. I would guarantee you right now, no person who's been elected to any office in the United States actually knows how a vote is actually determined by any of these AI machines. Does the voter have to fill in that circle all the way or 50% of the way or, you know, 1%? You see what I'm saying? In the old days, when human beings counted these votes, there were very clear instructions. You know, if you poked the hole during the, in the punch hole, it had to be all the way. You know, there's very clear processes. But we've outsourced the actual determination of what a vote is to artificial intelligence. Fine, if you want to do that, then legislators should be, people should be telling, oh, robot, this is what's a vote. This is an undervote. This is an overvote. And this is what came out with the ballot image analysis. We also found out we could do audits, you know, within weeks. You know, if you want to count the paper in that, if the paper and the ballot images are the same, right, then first do the ballot images, save taxpayers money. We could do that very, very fast. That was done at the end of the audit, not, you know, on, in April. So saves a ton of money. That wasn't part of the contract, which is, which, you know, the Senate uh, had to fight a lot to get this data, you know, um, subpoena the, the envelope images, the images. Well, the one, the next fight is to get the voter file signatures. But there you go. I tell you what, hats off to you. It's an honor to have you here, and uh, we appreciate all you do, and love to have you back sometime. Uh, just really appreciate all that you've done, Doctor. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you, Joe. Sure. Best to you and your uh, viewers. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, we got to go. It's the uh, Joe Hawk Show. We'll be right back after this. Uh,